Welcome to Off Trail with Erie Metro Parks. My name is Mike Hensley and I'm your host. And today we're talking all about bird migration. Whoop, whoop. You need to do the air horn for that one. Yeah, let's get a little bit of air horn in here. Yes. It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> so Kippy's looking at us like we're crazy because on Monday... Um, this past Monday, we had a little bit of bird migration, very light, mm-hmm. and Cheryl and I um, dispersed very we quickly. Kippy's <laughs> yeah. just like, I start sending messages to our workspace area, our workspace that we communicate through with everyone, and <laughs> I'm like, it's real birdie out here. And then I start sending messages like, oh, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this, and Kippy's like, I didn't even know these were birds. Yeah. So, so I'm getting excited. used to it. By now, though. Yeah, yeah, it, it's taken some time, um, and then we're also hopefully um, transitioning back to in-person programming eventually. Mm-hmm. So we'll see um, Kippy a lot less, unfortunately. Yeah, because I do like working with him; he's pretty yeah. cool. But we're going to be talking about bird migration today because um, when this airs, um, we'll be two days away from the start of the biggest week in American birding. I can't wait! I can't wait! So our migration kind of started off really good, a mm-hmm. um, little early, earlier than normal, yeah. um, but we got a good south wind Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Yes, and we got a little kick of birds in. We got some early warblers and things. Not that we weren't getting them anyway. You guys already know that I'm a complete bird nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheryl also is a bird nerd, and I think I feed her nerd them a little bit. You do. So. Because do you know what? you made me do today when I went out, uh-huh. I, I don't track birds of what I've already saw. I just go out and look. Did you eBird today? I wrote them down. <gasps> she old schooled it. I, well, it, it was in my phone, Yeah, but still I don't track and you made me want to track species that I see when I'm out. Yeah. It's important because the way I submit my birds through eBird, um, it, it's it's a citizen it's a it global citizen science project people are submitting every single day um and it helps scientists figure out where birds are going where they're moving mm-hmm. where they're nesting how much time they're spending in certain areas as a species not individual birds yeah. um, you would have to band to do that but it's it's very interesting and we're going to quiz Kippy here at the end of this podcast. Because um, <laughs> Kippy. Kippy, Kippy was honest with us. He's like, guys, <laughs> if I had to pick something I know the least about, it would be birds. So he's very honest about that, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. And I, I will never shame you for not knowing about birds. My goal in life is to make you as obsessed, not as obsessed as me, but be like, oh, I know what that is. Or, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I know, I've heard that before. Mike said that sound. I think I just like to share it. Like, if you could share your love with Garbage Pail Kids with me, <laughs> it would be that's how i feel about it so yeah so See, yeah. But i can bring those to you yeah uh, i yeah. can't bring yeah. the birds it's hard to, to bring these birds to me yeah. <laughs> where we live makes it i can almost bring them to you i can take you to the birds how about that yes i can take you to the birds so anyway cheryl let's talk about what we've seen so far yeah so we had a good we had week. a good yeah this week was really good we so had- it started off with um your normal warblers like your yellow warbler your common yellow throat and then um, we, the well, evening well, grosbeak. Yeah. So what day was that? Monday or Tuesday? No, Tuesday. Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Tuesday. 
Um, well, I wasn't originally going to plan to go out <laughs> because I had a lot to do in the office and it was sunny, warm out. And Mike was, there was no question he was already out. Like I already knew that. Yeah. And then I got these messages from Mike saying, there's an evening gross beak at Sheldon's and I've never seen one before. Yeah. And I've always wanted to see one and it's right down the road from our office. So I said peace out and <laughs> I left. <laughs> yeah. So what I find interesting is that these birds just hang out. That's what you know, you're like, "Oh, okay, there's a bird here and everybody gets together and goes and sees a bird." You know, you would think that you see a bird and a minute later he would be gone. That's yeah. what happened. That's I, exactly I, what happened this year. <laughs> I never got to see it. Okay. And it's okay because it was still a really good walk and everything we still saw some good stuff but that that happens a lot like if you go talking there talking to you guys you've told me uh, on a few occasions that a bird will just hang out and you yeah know, and, yeah and for weeks or yeah. days yeah and and, and it you get kind of curious, like, what are you doing? You don't belong here. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the funniest part about the story is, is Cheryl was texting me. She was in the parking lot. And at that time, a sharp-shinned <laughs> hawk flew in and scared off the evening grosbeaks and the rest of the birds that were hanging out there. There were a, l- a large group of finches overall um, and just dispersed them all. And I stood there for until Cheryl got up to me, which took about five to ten minutes to walk mm-hmm. to me and... Stood there for another 10 or 15 minutes and could not relocate that bird. I was yeah. trying so hard. I know. <laughs> I was like, anywhere, please, just show back <laughs> up. But it didn't. And then um, we left there, came back to the office. Then the next day, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. next day, our natural resource manager, Tar Kaufman, who is on maternity leave, sent Cheryl and I a picture and said, is this an American bittern? And Cheryl's like, yep. And she's like, where are you? And it was at Edison Woods in just right off the South Ridge Trail, right? Uh, Big Meadow. Big Meadow, sorry. Mm-hmm. Just off Big Meadow Trail, that first pool when you get there, it was just standing to the left, just like standing in cattails, pretending no one could see it when you could definitely see it. So we walked up on the elusive Brad Phillips, um, who works for our natural resource department, who Kippy still has not met. Right. I have not. <laughs> so he's the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Brad <is>. Phillips. <laughs> um, and as we're walking up, I can see Brad on this trail looking for the panning for the bird. and He can't find it. And when he sees it, he stops dead in his tracks in the funniest <laughs> pose. And he's like, it's right here. Starts whispering to us, it's right here. And it's, he was like three yards, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe three yards from it. And I only ever see these birds like in flight when my kids scare them up mm-hmm. <laughs> out of places. Yeah. So it was really, really cool to see. I've never seen one that close. Yeah. That in addition, amazing. I went back that night with my wife and kids and found a second American bittern. So yeah. like they're tough to find and I found mm. two in one day. So it was really cool. That's so awesome. And, and then, hopefully they breed there. That That's it, what we're hoping. Because they are a potential threatened species. Mm-hmm. Their numbers are dwindling because of their habitat loss um, of wetland habitat that they need. Um, so hopefully they stick around. I might even go back out tonight and see if they're still there. And then in yeah. a few weeks, and then we'll have some baby bits. <gasps> oh now, my goodness. They're adorable too. I have to look up what they look they're like st- as babies. I don't know what they look like. So Melissa. They're just like fluffs with long legs. 
Melissa Bauman was messaging me, oh my gosh, what if they nest there? I was like, I know. And then she said, the baby bits. And I was like, that's fantastic. That's just great. Yeah, (laughs) It would be awesome. And it would be a good kind of nod for our operation staff and and natural resource department because then they're doing exactly what they said they were going to do is restoring that habitat. Um, And, you know, it's not only habitat for plants and animals, and now we have it as ample habitat for... Um, a, a, a wonderful nesting bird that should be there. Yeah. So that's awesome news. Hopefully, fingers if you crossed. Build it, they will come. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Wetlands yes. specifically. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then today I got out early this morning. Um, I got an orchard oriole, um, a common yellow throat, and what else did I get? Oh, and shit, we forgot the part where Cheryl spotted the northern water thrush. Oh yeah. She's like, hey, Mike. I think there's a thrush over here and I wouldn't have seen it. I would have just kept walking, but she managed to see it. And then I heard <laughs> another one this morning and saw it. So that was yeah. good. Well, I, I haven't seen a Northern water thrush. It's another migratory bird. Mm-hmm. Um, in a long time, um, there's a Louisiana water thrush too. And they look so similar. Um, but I was looking through my binoculars and it's, of course it's a, it's a brown bird. <laughs> um, <laughs> But the thing with, um, like, IDing birds and stuff like that, you don't always, you have to look at behavior, too, because mm-hmm. that kind of pinpoints everything and habitat. So I'm looking, and water thrushes bob their tails. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he or she, I don't know, but it was on the branch, and I was like, oh, that looks different. And it started bobbing. It's tail up and down, up and down. I'm like, oh, my she's gosh. like, Mike, we got a thrush. <laughs> so, so, what yeah. other bird would you confuse that that bird with? So, some shorebirds bob their tails too, but they wouldn't be in the same habitat. the The northern and the Louisiana almost look identical. Mm-hmm. The northern has a kind of reddish, kind of coppery hue to their chest in comparison to the Louisiana, who is almost all white with yeah. some speckles on there. So. They can be tough to differentiate between, um, but Cheryl got a good enough look at it, and I got a good enough look at it. Could not get a picture of it. It would not sit still. Yeah, there um, are two of them out there. Yeah, there that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, so yeah, and then this morning I got a marsh wren. forgot to tell you about that. Oh, they cool. all, they also don't sit still. Um, no wrens really do. Yeah. And I got a marsh wren, and then Sunday's supposed to be another big push of movement. So, really? Yep. So I'll be out looking and looking about. Now, Kippy, question. Do you, so you, have you ever even like taken binoculars out and birded? Sure. Yeah. See, because you've lived all over. So you've lived on both coasts, right? Yep. Both coasts in the Rockies. My life list would be gigantic. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> see, I, I, I never thought to go out and look for different species. I mean, I, I we all see birds every day, yeah. and most of us are just like, oh, that's that's a bird. You know, nobody, right, you know, right. most of us people like me, they, they, we appreciate them. We know that they serve a huge, uh, you know, purpose. But, uh, you know, I, I, I know a red bird, a blue bird. Yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and and I think that's awesome because I want to I wanna share with you, like, I want to take you out with binoculars and be like, all right, these are these cool birds, these kick butt birds that fly through here every single year. And some of them are like fascinating their colors and the patterns. And you're like, Mm -hmm. this bird 
belongs somewhere tropical. Nice. <laughs> so so it's cool. So, cool. so you're definitely which, going out with us. Oh, he is because remember. Yeah. And I've learned a lot from you guys. I, yeah. I really have. Like uh, you know, I love looking at the pictures and 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 in your guys' enthusiasm. It's it's yeah. pretty awesome. You know, I and I've, I've learned a lot. I mean, about everything, which which is yeah. great. You know, and I'm glad you guys are kind of a uh, semi stuck in the office. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kippy is going to be going out with us. During the biggest week, yeah. we're going to be doing um, two live sessions of birding. So mm-hmm. Kippy's going to film us and hang out with us and kind of see and listen and hear mm-hmm. kind of what's going on out in our park. So we're excited to do that. We've we, never done a Facebook Live before. We've never done a Facebook mm-hmm. Live. I'm super excited yeah. to do it. Um, not that people will be able to see the birds directly, but they can go to the park and look for those same birds and the yeah. same habitat. So that that's the goal and, you know, hopefully... It gets people excited. I love yeah. turning people on to birding, um, especially in this area because we get su- like we get this massive influx of birds for three to two to two weeks to a month, mm-hmm. really, and it's it's just unbelievable. Sometimes people don't even know that these birds were right in their backyard. Right. So, yeah. so it's it's cool, and I like I don't know my enthusiasm for birds and nature just. It gives me butterflies. Yeah. So <laughs> I get excited just talking about it. Um, so we, <laughs> we do have two other um, things that we do. So there's the nature plugged in where we'll be doing some birding stuff with that, talking about shorebirds and some birds that migrate through. And then we do the what's on wing report that comes out every Saturday that mm-hmm. lets you guys know what's around the county, not just in our parks. So there are birds all over Erie County for the next month and a half, yeah. maybe. Yep. Um, and it's really easy to spot them, especially when you get those heavy days. You can use, you can basically, anytime you get a good south wind, you can almost guarantee there's going to be a big push of birds. Um, and if you get a re- good southwest wind, that'll bring in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But the other cool thing is you can use this website called BirdCast. And what does, it tracks the birds for you. It basically makes it, um, it shows you kind of the, the way the birds are moving and how many of them and how much of an influx of birds you're going to get. So that makes it fun and easy for people yeah. too. Because when you look at the maps, it to me it kind of looks like a heat map. Yeah. yeah. And it's different colors and different colors like represent the was that like the heavy like heavy migration, right? Yeah. And then the darker the colors, it. There's really no yeah. mi- no birds really moving through the area, and I never knew that about I never knew about Birdcast until until Cheryl met me. Yeah, so, I'm like, hey guys, do you <laughs> s- do you know this? Do you see this? Check this out. Like, so I've never tracked migration either, really, because I never knew how everybody knew what days birds are going to be moving, mm-hmm. like what you know, in high numbers and all of that. So, well, and the cool thing about birdcast is it usually does three to five days out so you can see ahead of time like hey this is what's going to happen and this is how this, these are going to move mm-hmm. so when you are, when you guys look at the map does uh how does erie county fare i mean when you look at the map are we kind of bright and blown up or are we are there other parts that are more dense than us so it depends on um one the day and two weather so what happens is, is usually we get so we're usually lumped in with like mcgee marsh which is like the birding cap, like the warbler capital of the world. Um, And then also like Cleveland. So we kind of get bunched in with all of those. And usually we get 
a high influx of birds. Um, so just by the water, pretty yeah, much. Pretty much, yeah. This is like so when the birds are coming from um, Mexico, South America, wherever they're overwintering, when they're cu- when they're flying back up, this is like their last big pit stop before they go north, f- farther north to Canada and some other areas. So basically, think of it as like the like if you were ever traveling with your parents and you stopped at a big truck stop, like you're, I always remember my dad specifically being, this is the last stop. Like we're not stopping again. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that's it. So like you get what you want, you get what you need, you go to the bathroom. If you have to go, sorry, dude. Right. The good thing about birds is they can poop while they're flying. <laughs> well, I, I can't have, poop while I'm driving. <laughs> I have one more question. So like these birds are heading north. So is there a place up north that's like bird, a bird haven that, that people can visit or, you know, or they're just kind of dispersing in all directions. Yeah, so they're going to disperse like pretty much all throughout Canada and the northern part of the U.S. boreal areas, um, up towards Minnesota and things like that. So the reason that they all stop in this area is because, like I had mentioned, it's like a little trap for them. So they, if they continue to go flying over the lake, they could run into weather. They could get tired and exhausted. They need to refuel. Mm-hmm essentially. So, and then they'll go up further into Canada and they'll breed there. So then they'll separate off and they're much harder to find and they're spread out. Now we do get some of the warblers that do nest here, like a yellow warbler, common yellow throat. Some of your shorebirds nest here too. So it all just depends on the species too. Some of them go really, really far, like the black black pole warbler, sorry. Uh, they can fly upwards of like 10,000 miles a year. That's yeah, crazy. That's yeah. insane. I don't think I've traveled 10,000 miles in my life. No. Maybe Kippy has. Yeah. So yeah. You'd have to go has, back sure. and forth across <laughs> twice to get that far. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> All right. So now, so since Kippy has minimal bird knowledge, we're going to put him to the test. Um, he seems nervous about it. <laughs> I like tests. Okay. All right. So I have 10 <laughs> bird names and they're goofy bird names and they're bird, real birds and there are some not so real birds. So Kippy's going to tell me whether the bird is real or fake. Oh. All right? I got this. All right. First bird. Prairie chicken. Real or fake? I'm going to say that's a real name. It is real. Yay. Kippy's one for one. <laughs> Good job. I feel like he like went and checked no, before. no, no, no. <laughs> I, but I, but I know you. I, yeah. I, you're gonna throw out some of these names. I'm like, this can't be real. Yeah, but, but it is. I just have to hope that Cheryl doesn't make any facial expressions. I'm trying not to look okay, at now Kippy. I'm gonna be okay, at her. don't look at Kippy. Yellow-bellied sapsucker. Yep, that's another one. Yeah, I, I knew that one was good because I had done a post since Kippy started here on the thing for social media, so I knew he saw <laughs> yeah. that one. That's a good name. All right, blue-footed booby. That is another bird. Kippy knows you birds more than he gives good. himself credit yeah, for. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, Bob White. Bob White? Mm-hmm. No bird named Bob White. <laughs> that is a bird. <laughs> Bob White quail. <laughs> all right. So that was all right. Um, American Woodcock. That's a bird, too. Yeah. I knew he would, because we had talked about that mm-hmm. one since he started, too. Um, tufted Titmouse. Sounds good to me. That's a bird. Yeah. <laughs> These could all be, like, uh, band names, too. <laughs> <laughs> Kippy's like, when I start I'm a band. i see Tufted Titmouse tonight. 
<laughs> the funny thing is, is there's a bush tit as well, which is a bird. So um, we did that one. All right. Um, little flapper. Yeah, that's a bird too. That is not a bird. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded, uh, yeah. sounded cute. Chuck Will's widow. Sure, that's a bird. That is a bird. Yeah. All right, good job. Um, unbelieve a gull. I'd have to say that's not a bird. <laughs> that is not a bird. <laughs> I knew you were going to laugh at that. Unbelieve <laughs> <laughs> <believe> a gull. <laughs> I I almost couldn't laugh too. Like when I wrote it down, I wrote it down. I'm like, I'm sitting over here laughing. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, Yeah. So good. Yeah. He's only missed two so far. Um, Ready for the last one. Slicked back Jack. Doesn't sound like a bird. Yeah. That's a name I gave a warbler on another episode of the podcast. That's 80% though. He passed. Nice. <laughs> Good job, man. C's get degrees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I thought uh, the unbelievable, I was like, I'm doing it, but I didn't think, I, I was like, he's not biting on this one. <laughs> so the Bob White's a good one too. There are some other funny ones, but they're not close to here. Um, so mm-hmm. I wanted to keep ones that are, you know, we could potentially get here, except for that little flapper. He's hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> like a snipe. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Snipes are real. Are they really? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Pulling my legs. I'm real. dead serious. Okay. Snipes are real. So I'm going to have to Google this. Fun I'm fact, not. when I used to do nature camp in West Virginia, the nature center I worked at had a like a funny snipe story. So we used to take and make the kids hold a trash bag in the middle of the woods. <laughs> this is This was not planned for the podcast, but <laughs> we used to take them in a small trash bag and hold it in the woods and they go, whoop, 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 we told him they were snipe hunting. It was like a thing growing up too. Like in West Virginia, we would take our new friends that moved from the city or whatever out snipe hunting and we would send them out with a trash bag and like make them yell in the middle of the night. We didn't make the kids at the nature center do it in the middle of the night, but we made them do it in the middle of the day. I'm going to have to reach out to my friend Zach and see if we still have the videos. Oh, I hope so. It is hilarious. So funny. I mean, it honestly is one of the greatest things. Yeah. Like 30 kids just out in the woods. Like, whoop, like shaking a trash bag and I was like <laughs> and we had him hook line and sinker too and he's he's a legit teacher now <laughs> he's like a real he's a science teacher eighth grade yeah. science teacher he, he is the best actor ever he had these kids like oh they're migratory path and it's the perfect time and we have to trap them and band them and make sure that there's a steady population these kids are hook line and sinker on him. i would have yeah <laughs> like, i would have been out there with them too and i, I demonstrated mean- how to shake the bag and these kids are just like <laughs> so it, it was pretty funny it was it was a cool thing um to experience and watch and, uh, and kind of make the kids do but so anyway so there are all, all kinds of funny bird names and lots of things to look for throughout migration. Over the next week or so, we're going to see a lot more warblers. Um, so keep a lookout on Facebook and Instagram. We're going to be sharing all that stuff. Um, and if you guys have any questions, feel free to ask us if we've seen a bird somewhere or anything. Feel free to reach out. We always want to help you guys um, kind of explore our parks and explore the area and see what's out there. So, And if you're new to birding, that's okay too. We'll, we'll gladly help you guys too if you have binocular questions or field guide questions anything like that we'd love to help you and it doesn't just have to be about birds it can be about bugs we love it all yeah 
Cher <laughs> loves trees. I do love no. trees. All right, so we're going to do the news article. All right, so this one was a bit weird. Um, I wanted to see if you guys had ever heard of it before. Have you ever heard of the Brazilian nut effect? Nope. No. No. Okay, so basically the only way reason that I stopped on the article is because I remember my dad um, eating mixed nuts when I was a kid, like disgustingly, it was terrible. He used to like always <laughs> shake the tin, but supposedly, and he always said this, he's like, man, oh, the Brazilian nuts are always at the top. And he always wanted to eat those last. Oh. So he didn't like them, but he would eat them. And the Brazilian nuts, when they're in these cans, they always manage to move to the top. It's like, it's called, it's legit. It's called the Brazilian nut effect. Look it up. I did not know are that. Are they lighter? They're probably lighter. So they're lighter and it's all about their dimensions. Like, because if you've ever eaten a Brazilian nut out of the mixed nut, like they kind of are like fat in the center and then they kind of taper off towards yeah. the end. So like basically what happens is there are so many of the other, basically it's loaded down with peanuts when you get mixed nuts is what happens. Mm-hmm. Those people who say, oh, there's less than 50% liars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a peanut snob. Yeah. Well, not peanut, but tree nut. Anyway, <laughs> not legumes. Anyway, so basically what happens is is after it's shaken and moved around like through packaging and shipping, the Brazilian nuts manage to move to the top. So they did a, some scientist somewhere, this is what blew me away. He did a 3D imagery of this happening, like shaking the nut container. What? Like, and watching the Brazilian nuts just move to the just top of the, the tin. Up on on yep. the top. Yep. So, but it stands true with like other things, like when you get a cereal box and like there's like a toy or something, it manages to make its way like close to the top or to the top. Or if there are like, if you get like a cereal that's like mixed like honey bunches of oats or something like that, the the almonds always move to the top. Yeah. So unbelievable. It's just something completely ridiculous. Uh, Doesn't apply to birds at all. No, but, but I, didn't I wanted know that to know. Was a thing. I didn't. I just wanted to know if people had ever heard of the Brazilian nut effect. I have not. My dad was onto something. Yeah. Twenty five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> My dad probably sent him a letter. And that's a problem. Handwritten letter. You know. <laughs> I'm tired of shaking. Why the are my Brazilian nuts at the top every time? <laughs> do you strategically place them there? But yeah, it had like Kippy said, it had something to do with being lighter and their dimensions. And the dimensions. So and, and their their orientation to the the other nuts in the container. Oh, and oh. from getting point A to point B, the yep. movement. Yep. When I get them up. when you guys eat mixed nuts, what what's your what what do you, what do you go for? Cashews. Absolutely. I like yeah. cashews. I like almonds. Almonds, yeah. They never really put almonds in there. There's like two of them. And you're like <laughs> yep. upset. You're like, I just paid for a jar of peanuts, basically. <laughs> and I got two cashews, one almond, and two Brazilian nuts. So now I'm upset. Oh, and you get the water chestnuts every once in a while. And you're like, wow. Uh, yeah, those are me. Yeah. All right, everybody. That's all we have for this episode. Uh, we love to keep it short and sweet. And hopefully you guys listen and you guys go out and find birds. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hopefully you guys go out and find birds and you see all kinds of different things in our parks. If you see anything rare or cool, let us know because we want to know. All right. Bye, everybody. See ya.